and welcome back to the show. We're here for another round of organized bullshit. And joining us as always is Rob from Real Sharks and partner in crime Oreo Brewer. <laughs> Tally ho, motherfucker. <laughs> and welcoming to the show is Heather from the Villainous Narrative on Instagram. How are you? I'm good. Thank you. So I just, uh, we were just all talking about, you know, we had talked about numerous movies and shows. Eventually we're going to revisit them. You know, in some cases we've talked about our favorite villains because every villain makes a better story. And sometimes they anchor the outline of an otherwise lacking story. And yep. and you might as well, we figured, hey, if we're going to talk about all these other various genres, sometimes multi-genre things whether it's phantasm or star trek or Candyman and uh wishmaster you know we're, we're going to talk about the best moments you know whether that's a giant mm -hmm. space battle whether it's exploding gore whether it's just an iconic moment that just haunted you it gave you nightmare fuel it gave you just made you say man cinema's changing and <laughs> it just so happened tonight we're talking about the clive barker adaptation that's you know it's been well used by others it hasn't been well used by others it's been a non-intentional comedy in some cases it's been hated and then reevaluated. it's a ever-changing saga <laughs> it's the brave little toaster is that the parallel <laughs> yeah there you go the brave the bra <laughs> i love it the land love before it. whatever time <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um so uh i always let the newcomers go first uh so heather when did you decide okay this is an unusual kind of religious horror uh, met up with a morality tell what what is it about this saga that's kind of interesting kind of a hate watch kind of a fun uh afternoon movie well what is it about? um i think the whole idea on how it just like pain is pleasure kind of thing it can be it's kind of cool we swear uh, it's not a daniel still no no it's good <laughs> the, gore. the the gore in it is really good and like the practical effects really um yeah it's really a guilty pleasure for me even okay. even all the way through the series i know a lot of people are not really popular or like into the fan the base or you know yeah. and i go back and forth on the fan bases and rob and i have had I've had a few conversations on his show on the degrees of controversy. Mm -hmm. Just like we try to shift through the bullshits and the politics. Uh, you know, Ori and I will often talk about the fandom and Hellraiser fans, man, I, I'm going to argue. You can feel free to disagree. Are they as rude as the various Halloween and Star Wars geeks? Or are they pretty cool with occasional douchery? <laughs> I mean, I feel like we have to be open to it, you know? I feel like any saga really has to be open to it. There's going to be so many installments. I guess there's going to be kinds of fans and differences. And, like, some people are like, it's all to hell after part three. And then there were others, no pun. And then there were others who were like, I would personally say uh, there are a few worth watching, uh, you know, once it went direct to video. But, you know... Uh, Everyone varies. I, I I personally don't even think the first one is the best of the uh, franchise. I'm more I'm closer to the part two, just because that showed yeah. me hell. That showed me. Yeah, honestly, I I think I just watched the second one today, and the second one I think it beats the first one. Honestly, I agree with you. <laughs> no, that's not good. Uh, so, uh, Rob, uh, how did you get into this 
uh, crazy saga. What was it? So bad so, territory like Jason or Leprechaun, or was it more professional <laughs> and mature? So when it comes to Hellraiser, first of all, it's a franchise and a you know genre <laughs> of horror films I really actually respect quite a bit. Uh, uh, this one usually goes high up in my recommendation for people. Um, I really do enjoy this. I do enjoy these movies. For me, it comes down to how like the gore is really, really par none to a lot of different horrors that I've seen, especially back in the day. Um, it's interesting how it is told from a uh, kind of a villainous perspective almost too, you know, because uh, it's almost like a clockwork orange story. And I hate to use that as a example because you're basically telling a, a story from a, a bad person's perspective. And, you know, because these guys, as they say in the film, they're angels to some, demons to many. And especially in the first movie too, you know, it's 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 literally about enacting revenge, but it's like that choice, almost like Berserk. I don't know if you guys have ever seen Berserk, how uh, any of Berserk, <laughs> how in, in Berserk, not, 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 the, not the Netflix films, nope. but the actual show itself, yeah. like how that choice yeah. to like sacrifice everybody kind of thing like okay. that. I enjoy nope. that. It was based on a 88 manga, I believe. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay, I, I like I that idea of the story. But no, that, that that's a good contrast because it is kind of, in a way, like you say, it's it's a crazy morality tale, and then you're seeing these degrees of hell and my like, fuck. fuck, right? <laughs> and like Heather said, you know, it is kind of a, it's uh, just showing these degree of yeah. Uh, sinners in a sinners game using pain or pleasure, and then it's. I mean, in a way, you probably wouldn't even have Neil Gaiman's, you know, Sandman or even Spawn. You know, <laughs> just no, any definitely Spawn. Yeah, any of these good, other because it's it's weird. It's like it's a mutant uh, version of the Exorcist or Omen, except it's even more, even kind of like X Files, where it's like there's characters who are skeptics and then there's characters who are believers, and it doesn't. One thing I will applaud it is it never bashes the audience over the head with you must agree with my perspective you know yeah it's absolutely. so rare because all yeah. most of the time other movies will hit their agenda to where you can only appreciate them in a trashy or unintended way because they are so biased but no it's just like no you're about much like tales from the crypt minus the mm -hmm. humor you're gonna see pinhead fuck some shit up right mm -hmm. now uh oreo uh do you feel like this became like it's often criticized as being the next Freddy Krueger, or did you actually take it away as a cool kind of comic book worthy world, which it did become a comic. It actually yeah, crossed over with like that actually, period, which blew my mind. I never knew yeah, all these I years. I that shit. I love that crossover with Hellraiser and Nightbreed. We'll talk about yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> I love that shit. Um, I didn't really compare it to anything. I just took it for what it was, and it was a great fucking horror franchise. Yeah, I, I'm glad I waited at the right time. Like, El Rey, before it closed down, would show uh, reruns of these movies. And I think the best part, like you guys mentioned before, <laughs> some of it does get infamous notoriety, like uh. <laughs> freaking Leprechaun Space <laughs> Jason X. But then some of it is also, like you say, pretty mature and well-rounded. I mean, Part 5 is practically a 7 movie. And then near the end, it re reveals, oh, by the way, you know, this guy you've been chasing, it's been Pinhead luring you out so he can kill you for all the sins yeah. you've unleashed. And it takes you a while to actually put together, wait a minute, is that prostitute <laughs> underage? Oh my god, did he just dose that junkie up? Oh my god, this, this crooked <laughs> cop, he's a bastard. A cop! <laughs> oh, Craig Shepard, that's right. Yeah. Right, from Nightbreed. 
Yeah, yeah. So, I, so in my mind, I almost like to think that's the same person from Nightbreed <laughs> crossing over. <laughs> I love his death scene in Nightbreed, though. That shit's funny as hell. He's just laying there like, <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, damn. Now, Nightbreed is interesting. And not to go too much into that, we'll, we'll try and do a separate chat on that and yes. the, the Hellraiser mythos, but it, it's kind of interesting. Cut? Hmm? Do you have the Cabal cut of that? I, I think I've seen it on Tubi, but uh, yeah, um, it's interesting in that, I mean, you know, it's an unrecognizable villain performance from genre filmmaker uh, David Cronenberg. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I'd I'd reckon he's probably one of the best villains of all time in that one. But um, uh, Clyde Barker is kind of interesting. I've seen some people kind of note how he's kind of almost like, uh, if you want to say Stephen King, but not as over the top, because he just basically is going to hate every adaptation that's ever done. <laughs> I, I, yeah. I'll, I'll be kind. Well, that's of a good comparison, though. Yeah, I, I'm. But the difference King's between King is I don't feel he's he, traditional. He's traditional, and yeah. I mean, hence why he wrote some plays and he got his theater buddy, you know, Doug Bradley to play, you know, the title Cinnabite role. But it's interesting, I find, because I don't think he's too much like Alan Moore, where he's going to refuse to watch an adaptation. <laughs> I think he's just overpassionate, you know? Oh, that's funny. I remember that shit with Watchmen. That was so but Yeah, funny. there's just something about the chains, and especially in part three when he goes all Terminator, he's fucking up all the cops, and... <laughs> yeah, oh, army. that was funny. I did but, a review on that shit. Oh, don't worry. But yeah, part two was wild, too, because he's literally having to be fighting his alter ego, mm-hmm. and just how he was, yeah, Vietnam soldier, was it? Yeah. 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 <laughs> yep. Top caught in some weird time loop and uh, I found it's it funny though. Cause um what's her name's in that? And she and that was literally the same year Deep Space Nine came out. Oh yeah, Dax. yeah. Dax yeah. <laughs> <laughs> da- oh. <Dax> from <laughs> Deep Space Nine, Terry Farrell is in part. I'm like, really? Terry's in this shit? I, forgot about that. I mean, even Andrew Robinson. So there you go, uh, Garrick. But yeah, it's you can find just about a bunch of other genre um, makeup Tires. people who were involved with this. Freaking uh, Gary J. Tunacliffe, I know, cussed me out one time on social media. I don't have a photo of that anymore. He's like, I did not intend to make this saga torture porn. I was like, I didn't say it was. I just said it felt like a saw movie. Where do you think uh, Hellraiser sits for you, Cam, on the gore meter? Do you find it to be like a like a gory, like a traditional gore film, or just like a straight horror film, or a mix of both? Because I've actually come across people who find this movie to be like. Because when I've talked to people, like I know people that like like Saw, for example, they like that kind of gore. But then, like, they'll watch Hellraiser and they've straight up told me, "Oh, it sucks." And I'm like, "What? <laughs> how, 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 how do how do you get that?" <laughs> it's so very sweet. weird because i know i i i take an inspiration because i knew a guy named travis uh who was obsessed with gore like that was even his name whenever he did a multiplayer game he would always be called gore, <laughs> and, gore. Uh, yeah and he plays <laughs> he played violent shit like you know halo or mortal Kombat, and then when we came over to turn the gore off halo but, um, ain't no fucking yeah no it's surprise. interesting I, I i think most people who like saw do like hellraiser but then there are others who they want if it's not mindless i mean right. hence the torture porn name and then right. they're just like ah oh, man, man. I, I had to think i don't like this <laughs> like well, well, it's more intricate though 
in terms of horror because it's a different it's in a, it's in its own class basically because it's goes well, from you know plot I'm, I'm talking more about twist. the idea of like the gore aspect of it like because like like because like I've had people that literally come at me and they're like I want to watch some gore I want some gore I'm like well watch Hellraiser oh because they'll say I like Saw so I want to watch some gore but they watch Hellraiser oh I think that movie sucked I'm like where do you fucking life then that's gory. <laughs> right. <laughs> and I feel like Hellraiser and Saw just have like perfect gore in them. Yeah, that's uh, true. Yeah, to answer Rob's thing, I, I I think it could appeal to both audiences. It could it, it it's uh, got plenty for the extreme as well as plenty for for the reserve. I find newer newer generation, younger audiences usually find Hellraiser to be campy. <laughs> I mean, there there are definitely some campy entries. There are definitely yeah. some lesser entries, but I think, like you say, it. I mean, I'll, I'll actually use this as another bridge, but it may be imperfect, but it's at least opening up a dialogue, <laughs> and much like Tales from the Crypt, you're having fun with the characters' comeuppances because, uh, much like a Romero zombie film, you are, or just Romero in general, you're open to all these ideas that it's coded with as well as like you say it's priming you for these inevitable kills murders and even just uh the human characters betraying each other and it's even funnier how most of the movies just can't even be shown on regular tv or cable (laughs) (laughs) yeah AMC uh, would show like the first two very very late at night, and then I've seen it censored. The censor, and it's it's not even worth watching, man. There's no, there's so really much not. stuff that's taken out uh, of it. It's yeah. like Pulp Fiction, where you're just like, yeah. what the hell is going on? You've cut out so much of the movie. And... <coughs> Tales from the Hood. Freeze, maggot farmer. <laughs> yeah, Die Hard, oh, and even Minister <laughs> Society. Yeah, don't even bother watching on TV. You'll get too many abrupt edits. The they'll fast forward for the music to where it sounds like shit. Like they kind of do what AMC would do with the openings of James Bond or Law and Order, where it just sounds like an acid trip, you know, remix, and you're just like, <laughs> stop. <laughs> that gave me a headache, and I'm just trying to get to the movie mode. <laughs> but yes, uh, like. Like Heather mentioned, and Rob mentioned, and even Oreo brought up, you guys have all <laughs> outlined uh, that there's just something about these Cenobites that are very uh, just intriguing. I mean, there, there's a reason they were even used kind of for the board Collective on Star Trek, and even just for other similar kind of mm-hmm. characters. They would always come in different forms. Some of them would be seductive, some of them would be very taunting yeah, I think uh, there's like 30 different variants in the last I think there video are. I saw on YouTube. TV tropes brought up this mm. interesting question that I'd actually like to hear you bring up. And it, it, it's very similar. It's already based technically from a short story that Barker loosely mm-hmm. worked on. Held down part. Similar. Uh, the, uh, the, the TV tropes alludes that perhaps uh, the Candyman might actually be a Cenobite. What do you guys think of that theory? That I mean, be... That's interesting. Because yeah. the same kind of deal, a guy who's yeah, been wronged fit. by slave owners years ago and goes out for vengeance, yeah. Yeah. killing people who, again, have but lust. Could that mean but... Freddy Cougar could be one? Uh, yeah. Definitely. Uh, maybe the Wishmaster, even though it's an Egyptian you know, genie. Jason, when he goes to hell? <laughs> right. <Ooh. laughs> 
<laughs> which again brings Ash into this argument since we're using wait, the, uh, wait, wait, puppet master. <laughs> oh, there you go, the puppet master. I, I, I guarantee I mean, you, Charles Band wishes he had done. Uh, and so it's so funny how earlier horror, uh, like movie history books, would even say, "Oh, uh, Roger Corman produced this." I'm like, Roger Corman didn't do shit. New World produced it. He didn't. He had left the company by then. <laughs> I'm sure he wanted the money. <laughs> it's just so funny. Yeah, but no, it's it's interesting how kind of like there was the movie seven and then there was all these other kind of psychos who, you know, Dexter types. There's yeah. even a real life yeah. Dexter killer who basically oh, Dexter out of context. <laughs> but yeah, uh, it's, it's interesting how there's sense. always someone who's like a, vi- yeah, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> there's a, I'm waiting for there to be a saw copycat killer, but yeah, it does oh, seem like they're maybe a Jack Bauer copycat killer and he's not even a <laughs> <laughs> but yeah it's interesting how we get all these guys who they're not vigilantes exactly and they're not trying to play god but they're, they're not anti-heroes at all yeah. yeah but they're not anti-heroes either. they're just no. like we're here to fuck shit up literally mm-hmm. they are that's still kind of what of, they are yeah and they're still what, what i like about it too is like like i was saying you know it's kind of a choice between the family too on whether they want to do this and that's what kind of makes it great because you're not deciding on what there is no good or bad you're just like you go with it there is no exactly. like this is a good person, this is a bad person. It's like no, this is the decisions they make. You make that choice on how you feel about it. That's why I think is really ultimately good about the film itself, besides being like an acid trip of horror. <laughs> but yeah, no, that that is true. They they leave it up to you. Is like, hey, you're right, guy. You'll figure it out. <laughs> <laughs> and it is kind of like you say, kind of amusing because. Uh, we're we're looking at them from afar, and we don't know what they have to reveal until it's too late. And yeah, the family predicament does forever plague the rest of the saga because they're just one of many victims later to come. Uh, and you know, yeah. Scott Derrickson, who helmed Part Five, you know, he didn't. And this is much like all these other franchises. It is funny how people who worked on the sequels don't want anything to do with the other sequels, but their own sequel. Uh, doesn't make and sense. I wonder if they're, they're all so connected. close to it. But, yeah, sorry, go ahead. Uh, I wonder if they're all connected. Like every, like we were mentioning about Candyman and Puppet Master and all that shit. I wonder if those Anyone people has... who... No, if everybody who worked on the films, if there's a connection between people who worked on each film if they're all connected that way uh yeah uh, other than the gary guy who also designed wolverine's claws i couldn't find any connections uh, oh wow uh, which is so wild because yeah bernard rose when he helmed you know Candyman, he pretty much is going for a similar kind of predicament be careful what you wish for <laughs> peter atkins you know who wrote parts two through four wrote wishmaster <laughs> coming up with the same <laughs> deal except going for again camp yeah. And I, I guarantee you, Lionsgate probably has wanted to adapt it a few different times, Dimension. Uh, so so you you will love this, though, Oreo. And Rob, you might actually have your mind blown. We we did a special on here previously, and kind of probably one of our favorites. I, I, I Me and Court from Cinema PsyOps, uh, I, he was talking about, I was hearing his dissect, no pun, of the... Oh, Texas Chainsaw Saga, and he would, he would always talk about people who would make a movie, and sometimes it looked like a fan film. 
And yeah. I was like, you know what? You talk about fan films just so much. We've just done Star Trek fan films. Why don't we rank all these Hellraiser fan films? And there were some really good ones, and there were some yeah. boring ones. And then oh, there were God. ones that had great ideas, even though they had, you know, amateur production values and non-actors in acting parts. But yeah. uh, there were a few that crossed over with the Prophecy song. Oh, wow. Also by Dimension Films. And I was like, for Watkins Prophecy? Yes. Yeah. The Archangel Gabriel. And I was like, <laughs> Interesting. Oh, those are the kind of fan films I wanted to make for the longest time. Crossovers. There's yeah. nothing better than a properly done crossover where you can actually justify these guys other than just, oh, we're just trying to cash in on Alien versus Predator, you know, Freddy versus Jason right. Money. It's like, it all ties back to the Rubik's Cube. The Yes, the Rubik's Cube. The, yeah. That's the, the real that fucking opens. enemy. That's <laughs> and, the real enemy, not pinhead. Uh, just a figurehead. Right. <laughs> you know, I wonder, I wonder how sales did after Hellraiser came out for the Rubik's Cube back in the 80s. I, I really do wonder. I'm Let's sure see. it was... Uh, I will check that for you. Awesome. I, just keep going. I'll look. Yeah, so while Rob is doing unofficial <laughs> research, I actually, I, I guarantee you, well, because... Like you say, you know, Hellraiser was getting big just as, you know, drive-in theaters were shutting down. And I guarantee mm. you, it probably was, you know, for every one, you know, three and eight, you know, Hasbro or Walmart employees. I guarantee you that I'm I'm, I'm, I'm going to actually probably guess there's probably 40% of people who joke that a Rubik's Cube looks like Pinhead's box. <laughs> <laughs> Like what? I'm solving a Rubik's cube. Holy <laughs> right. shit! So I want it to I'm be solved. <laughs> leaves one sticker off the cube. You asshole! <laughs> <laughs> right, and one finger. Uh, I wonder if someone's ever designed it with actual spikes. <laughs> Dude, if there's no serial killer death sick. trap, that's been. <laughs> I like that's that a terrible idea. Of Why a new one. <laughs> We'll return after these messages. Hello and welcome to Culture Shocked, the pop culture podcast brought to you by four aging millennials and our outdated opinions. Join us every Tuesday as we discuss movies, TV, games, and even music, new and old. Dude, what do you think you're doing? Are you seriously trying to record a promo without us right now? Well, uh, yeah. Dude, you can't just do the promo by yourself. Who's going to listen to that? Yeah, and you probably haven't even told them that we're a pop culture podcast where we always agree on everything. Uh, for instance, the Sam Raimi trilogy easily being the best of the Spider-Man movies. J no, no. But I think we can all agree that Jaws is a classical masterpiece. Mm, nope, don't like that. But we do all agree that the sequel trilogy of Star Wars is the best in the Skywalker saga, right, guys? That comment is so ridiculous i don't even know where to anyways uh that'll do it from all of us here at culture shock thanks for listening do you ever find yourself thinking about who would win in a fight between goku and superman hi i'm james gavsey and on the who would win show me and my co-host ray ignore anything important happening in the outside world and debate fictional battles between characters from comics, movies, and video games. We got a new show every week, and almost always, am I the winner? Yeah, <laughs> not true, Ray. In the past, we've discussed such matches as Captain America versus Darth Vader, Solid Snake versus the Iron Giant, classic matchups like Robocop versus Terminator, and even the Muppets versus Sesame Street. That one was crazy. 
So if you're a fan of geek culture and love a spirited debate, check out the Who Would Win Show wherever you get your podcasts or check us out at whowouldwinshow.com. We let things pile up in the DVR. We add them to our queues. We wait for the DVDs and Blu-rays. We time shift. The Time Shifters podcast. Sci-fi, horror, fantasy, superheroes, comedy, action, film, television, maybe some not-so-current events. Find us on iTunes or at timeshifterspodcast.com. Cool thing about Blind Knowledge is we are in multiple countries. We are worldwide all across the globe. We are in the U.S. We are in the U.K. We are in Canada, Germany, India, Japan. We're in Australia, y'all. BlindKnowledge.com. Now back to the feature presentation. That was really innovative, though. I like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. The new one, it's actually been very aggravating. Like, <laughs> first, you had the transphobic people who were like, oh, my God, it's a woman oh, playing Pinhead. I'm like, <laughs> oh, Jesus. Pinhead never had any gender affiliation. It's yeah, I whatever. actually watched a video on that, and they said that this one was closer to the book. Yeah, well, like, Jamie okay. Clayton's just such a good actress and it was just already yeah. a, like a double insult since she's already had you know a tough time you know doing a gender yeah. shift and it's just like you don't no no gatekeeping guys i mean oh, hellraiser yeah. is in hell so what's it fucking matter it doesn't matter <laughs> at all no like oh no trans people are in hell oh that's okay yeah just amazing <laughs> what just nimrods and, yeah unfortunately mm-hmm. i can't find anything about it although Recently, Rubik's Cube just uh, announced its highest sales, though, now. Ooh. But in the 80s, it was still, it was just always popular in the 80s, though. Yeah. So, I bet. That would be interesting, though. Yeah. I would imagine it probably went up when War Games. A little, came yeah. Because War yeah. Games. Yeah, that, yeah, especially the ones where you can control your own destiny and <laughs> modification. It was probably in at least one Dungeons or Dragons game. <laughs> That's hundred percent oh, true. God. Things always go out, go up after a movie comes out. I mean, look at the the Python, the the, the Python gun from uh, Walking Dead, dude. That <laughs> that shit is like through the roof now. If you want to buy one because there of that was, damn film. The gun, I know the gun company, and I hate to go on a tangent about that since you know fuck guns. You know, yeah, you know what I'm saying though, Cam. They do that. Well, it's all tied. They they do, there. but it uh, the 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 company that produced the model that. Charles Bronson, I know, uses in Death Wish Free, like, gets, like, some residuals each time it airs. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah. And so, yeah, it, it is fun when certain movies market a certain prop, or it becomes bigger than it actually was, or you T2 even have to do some res- uh, Yes, T2 is yeah. crazy. Like, <laughs> that, that was kind of where I first realized, wow, regardless of the rating, they're still going to make toys based yeah. on the movies and right. market them to kids, even though they right. can't watch the movie. <laughs> <laughs> right because like there were hellraiser toys i do remember that yeah the tortured souls i was very yeah. aware of him for that in fact that that i, I was in a angel buffy chat and i was like that's where it actually made me realize that was a big thing because you know other than certain select message groups you know we were still in you know everyone send a letter as opposed to someone you know reminds everyone wow everyone does love this object mm-hmm. of pop culture history that's <laughs> <laughs> crazy how popular it is uh, and and good good luck finding anyone who can like rob say actually <laughs> do actual research or actually 
I can Actually, do research easily because <laughs> I know it's funny. I live one hour away from the Smithsonian Museum of History in Washington, D.C. And down there, they have Archie Bunker's recliner. They really? have, yeah, they have the uh, police board from Homicide, like on the street. Really? Yes, they have a bunch of shit down there. I forget what all is there, but those two items are down there. I was like, oh, and I haven't seen them yet. <laughs> uh, I used to go to the studio at Las Colinas here, you know, past Dallas, and that was just electrifying. Wow, this is the, you know, this is the president's yeah. uh, pillar from Air Force One. This is the, uh, you know, green screen. There's all these props from these different, you know, 80s and 90s blockbusters. Here's this, you know, knife used by this killer in this one blockbuster movie. And I still want Predator's knife. Well, knife knife. Would be cool. Even uh, going to the wax museum been... was so scary because there would always be. There was one where I always thought Mulder and Scully would have been perfect in, in a Hellraiser sequel. <laughs> oh God, that would be awesome! <laughs> or have him guest star. You know, just terrorize him on an elevator. But um, <laughs> so did you guys like Revelations? Oh, the concept that's the one where we Bec- made for I'm, like 10 bucks yeah i'm sorry because he just looks like a pumpkin with nails in it i do not mean to be mean but he really does dude i mean yeah I, I it looks bad that one. it looked bad and i like the second part of judgment it's just the first part you had to get through where nothing is yeah happening. <laughs> i just yeah just reviewed judgment the other night i was doing rapid fire reviews because i had a bunch of shit i'm trying to get on the channel yeah, Judgment, I had to say, if you get past the first 19 minutes, it's okay. <laughs> um, Revelations. <laughs> I remember that. I remember it, because it was the, the kid went to Mexico. <laughs> and, like, Dimension didn't want to give up the contract, and they just did Yeah. Yeah, it was weird, but uh, I'd say it's like a five, I guess. Yeah, Maybe a fair. four. <laughs> I don't know. Each Hellraiser, every entry is different. Right. And as you get, like, when you go back and rewatch them after so many years, or you go through a new Genesis, you are opened up to more stuff that you missed than the, the next time around. And it's like, damn, this was really fucking good. And then you get to another installment, like, this was total dog shit. And then you're like, oh, but that was just before they hit their big hit and they became legendary. Yeah, totally. Like, and I mean, I, I I actually am surprised I have not encountered any wax museum recreation and just even creating the whole costume of it is just insane. Oh, that'd be but, awesome. Uh, <clears throat> you know, you know, it was an awesome callback, just kind of getting off topic. Does anybody remember in uh, Bride of Chucky when they do that whole nail thing? <laughs> <laughs> and it goes I into that so. guy's face and he's all laying there and he looks just like Pinhead. They're like, why does that look so familiar? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, and that, that's kind of what the fun of it was. It's just like seeing people kind of just nod their head. It's just like, am I going to be compared to Freddy, Jason, and then every once in a while, just fraud a reference right. to Pinhead. And but I think Hellraiser's... Oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. Yeah. If Doug Bradley's in anything, then it's automatically connected to Pinhead. Oh, a thousand percent. If you watch Wrong Turn, what is it? five or seven oh god <laughs> he just hangs god. it up yeah it got that far i can't believe it either but 
Like the first one, absolutely beautiful, unrated. I didn't watch the sequel. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I haven't either. Uh, so part two has Henry Rollins. <laughs> part three and four, I don't remember, but they were kind He's of He's criminally underrated in any fucking film. I love it his really work. Is. Well, mm. I, I don't know why he wasn't in a Hellraiser movie. Anyway, but... I know! Yeah, uh, I mean, is it... What, what do you think it is about Pinhead? Is it him coming up with the Lamet configuration? Is it him taking out one of his pins just so dutifully? <laughs> it, it's awesome because, you know, for people that don't even know, watch Hellraiser, they know who Pinhead is, which is, that's kind of a testament to the film itself. Shelf, yeah. Right, which is how how you know pop culture is like embedded that in our head, but I think it's I think Hellraiser two is a film though. You know when you look at like, you know the Jason films, you look at Nightmare on Elm Street, you look at Pumpkinhead, and you look at all those. It really does stand on its own because it's not. It it may be about that concept of hell, but I just think the overall atmosphere of it, the goreness of it, everything about it. I mean, like I was saying before, it's like an ass trip of horror. And even though Freddy, you can say it's kind of similar like that on the on the horror. Freddy's still kind of a parody. It's still kind of funny. He's still yeah. like if there's humor to it. Hellraiser. Well, time, it's yeah, Hellraiser is like holy shit. Like this is uh, some guy's nightmare. This dude's real because <laughs> no one is going to believe you or save right. you. He can yeah. at times he doesn't really do what the others do where they shapeshift, they pull a T-1000 or Freddy and they impersonate <laughs> someone, but he does, he will kind of like stick a knife, kind of like Candyman, he'll stick a knife right through someone as they're having a conversation. You'll be like, whoa, 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 whoa. Yeah. <laughs> and so now this chief of police is dead and you're blamed for their murder unless you come to hell with me. <laughs> <laughs> and I think what the, you gonna do? <laughs> no, that that is true. Is like he it's like entrapment almost. It yeah. is entrapment, and at the same time, it's kind of which he, is you, what you, the you, uh, Revelations was about. It was like a parent, a psychotic parent trap movie. It was because it was about cheating parents, and they basically get the the kids are like, "You guys are cheating now. You guys are going to hell and all this shit." That's what I thought was worked. great. It was like it was the hell just, parent trap. The <laughs> hell, yeah, the parent trap to hell. Um, but. It, <laughs> It is weird how, yeah, there, there's all these illusions to anything from home invasions. And yeah, anything he does to you could be worse than any other movie psycho villain. Any mm -hmm. even going to Guantanamo Bay as a prisoner, you know, it's just it, there's all this fucked up stuff that, you know, you could literally be in uh, just there for eternity, getting tortured to death with no <laughs> ends of escape. But I think that's just it. It's just more awesome, especially with. Even the one where Carrie Wuhar plays a reporter or uh, the one with Mayhem <laughs> years before he was playing Mayhem in those <laughs> mm -hmm. progressive ads. It's just funny how they're all flawed people and uh, even Christy has to kind of betray someone just to stay out of hell. And Scott mm -hmm. Derrickson loves that character so much. He did a movie called Christy that he produced and I was like, yeah, that has to be a Hellraiser connection. But yeah. <laughs> Uh, that this is it. I think because Christie is so bright, tech savvy, and even any of the people, some of the people surprise you. Sometimes they want to fix their wrongs, or they mm -hmm. still are going on an interesting mystery before you realize. Kind of like in Cube. Oh well, that's right. This person is a <laughs> piece of shit. Or you love that film. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I had to bring up something. Uh, I always thought that giant cube could be yeah. heads. 
cube. Yeah. <laughs> Interesting. So they're making another one of these now. They're uh, well, another it's actually yeah, actually they just did the 2022 one. But if okay. they do make another one, do you think there's an audience for it? I mean, obviously we we would watch it, but do you guys think there is actually there an audience out there for it? A lot of fans and even the toxic ones have had time to clear house, <laughs> and I think, like you say, I mean. It's definitely better than what they've been thinking about. Like at one point, they wanted him to fight another horror character. Like him versus Freddy, Freddy would be a lot of fun. That would actually be kind of cool. It would be fun. <laughs> it's just but I it figured wouldn't they as... wouldn't make good use of it. But it is interesting True. seeing what they developed over the Constantine years. versus Pinhead. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, <laughs> animated like City of Demons. If you get there, you go. If you got to make it awesome, animated, awesome I'll watch it. Film. It definitely Sweet sounds balls. better than the HBO anthology they were thinking of by the wow. new Halloween guys. Ooh, I got a better one. Hellraiser versus Constantine versus Dead Space. Dead Space? <laughs> Animated. Wow. Oh, Christ. Okay, that'd be going there. <laughs> yes. I love animated. Animated horror is so much better. And it's, oh, yeah. it's crazy how good that shit is. Like, fuck. Ugh. There's not enough of it. You know, I'm surprised they haven't made a cameo in the actual, like, <laughs> uh, video games, because that would, of Dead Space, because that, that or what's the other one? Mass Effect. It seems like they would yeah. be privy to that, because, I mean, even with Hellraiser 4, they did kind of go all aliens. You know? Dante's Inferno is pretty awesome, too, animated. Yes, yeah. I love that movie. Yeah. And, yeah, you know, good. I think that's just it. <laughs> Though, I mean, it is kind of like a more interactive book version of either version of Dante's Inferno and then having at the end of it, you know, Pinhead, you know, escapes or someone else escapes and locks him away. It, it just having that make a Hellraiser movie. interactive movie. That would be a lot of fun. That could be. Yeah. Because like you say, you know, interactive movies, for those who don't know, are intriguing because they... They have multiple like, endings. <laughs> yeah. yeah, Batman, Death, and the Family was really fucked up. They screwed up the digital release so badly. <laughs> <laughs> like, how the fuck are you going to make the the interactive part disc exclusive, and then the digital part of it is just the first part of the story, and then all the other animated choices? Like, Dude, really? Idiots. Totally, <laughs> totally. Um. Uh, Heather, what, what what do you think? Where do you think this franchise is going to go? Do you think they're going to do a follow up to the 2022 rehash? Which I have to say, like every change segment, it got me. <laughs> I was just like, I feel <laughs> that whoever did the foley and the effects actually felt like I was speared along with those characters. <laughs> yeah, I was a huge fan of the the one that just came out last year. So I think okay. Okay. I think the Hellraiser was like kind of fading in a way because each new installment was kind of. Ugh, it was kind of you know hanging on by a thread but i think the new one really reinvigorated it and i think david bruckner did a great job honestly i think that was my favorite movie of last year if i'm being honest yeah no. it's actually kind of interesting how that and prey <laughs> were showing hey hulu's now a bed for any kind of creative talents <laughs> mm -hmm. yeah and then all the controversy around jamie clayton that's so true because she did a great job honestly. yeah that surprised the shit out of me. Wow. <laughs> like, I think it fit the movie really well. A lot of people were telling me they didn't like the Riley character, the main girl, but because she was like really whiny and shit. But I, I mean, thought that's kind I of really 
I, I didn't find her whiny, but yeah. Uh, Why wasn't it a dude? I mean, right. Why did she fall down, is... break her leg, and scream all the time? Seriously. <laughs> right. I mean, if I'm in pain, I'm not going to have anything. But yeah, it seems uh, like a lot of people are just emotionally disconnected to where it's just like, guys, I know. You know, this is have how you they're seen supposed any of these movies before? I mean, I, I see people who they, they do this with some of these other shows. Oh, I don't like it when it was syndicated. I'm like, it or uh, serialized. I'm like, well, that's when it got good because it had a story to build on that was pre-established. Yeah, like with Clone Wars, going to Star Wars real quick, people got mad about the third season because it was so political. I'm like, Star Wars is literally politics. It's always <laughs> yeah. been politics, even before Lucas did his prequels. Yeah. And it's just so funny how... The Empire is based off the Third Reich. <laughs> I know. I know. Everyone thought... It, I saw people all the time. They thought it was so cool. I'm a stormtrooper. And I was like, it was the same thing You're for me. Like, with, You're a Nazi. Nazi. <laughs> exactly. It's the same thing with freaking Starship Troopers. I'm like, you do know what that's... A Authoritarian, yeah. <laughs> Elitist. Are you doing and, your part? No. <laughs> yeah, and I think that's just it. Like, I, I'm, I'm cool with someone being freaking pinhead because I know that they're in on the joke. They're versus, and they're good at stitching too. <laughs> 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 and just seeing all these guys who, you know, they, they can portray all these different, you know, characters yeah. is like you how anyone couldn't be in on the joke and know what's what about all these characters is just like yeah you got to be really asleep at the will if you think that pinhead is <laughs> pinhead's interesting in that he he's very neutral at the same time if that makes yeah. sense he's not yeah he's not someone who thinks you have to die he's just like well i see it on your tombstone i see you know he, he would be torturing <laughs> you did the box and be like <laughs> okay pedophile, I <laughs> yeah. Yeah. it's it's insane it's like 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 you say it seems like everything has to be black or white when really it's it's in a gray area really more than right. half the time Would it, wouldn't he be like definition of gray no absolutely that's that's why i like the story is because it's yeah. literally told from like almost an immoral perspective it's like no one wants you know no one wants you don't want your family member to die because they did some shit like that but it's like mm. in a way you would want them to die because they did some shit it's like let's mm. not let's let's not lie about it here <laughs> it's so like it's kind of like it's like making that choice it's like you as the audience member have to make the choice whether you're like yeah i would do that or you're like oh dude that's going to never far. do that yeah yeah <laughs> Like, do I open this box? I mean, it's still in pristine condition. I don't want to ruin the value. <laughs> <laughs> but if I open it, I might get a prize. Right. How badly do you prize. want it? It's like the treasure of the Sierra Madre, where do you all want this damn treasure, or do you want to just let him have it so that he can get killed by all these other people who are going to kill him for it? <laughs> and I'm actually glad that they never brought that in money. Uh, I think it would have polluted it too much because there are so many greedy whores out there who will do, oh, anything for money. I'm like, no. <laughs> right. <laughs> that been involved killing genre. people. <laughs> yeah. but, right. But, I, I, mean, I, I keep going back to Romero because, I mean, Romero knew the right people got his movies and knew that they were more than just, you know, monster films yeah. or creepy psychological horror. It, it just seems like we, unfortunately, we got to tell all the stands and <laughs> Karen's of the world. It's just not how this works. It's Karen's of the world. <laughs> Sit down, Kyle. Nobody wants to hear your shit. Yeah, get the fuck out of here, Kyle. 
Okay, well, on that flip side, this is this is a question here. So, I know, right? Let me ask you this, and I'm sure Cam's going to be like, did you just bring that up? So, would you guys say that this is a very politically incorrect film? I'd say it's a very beautiful film. It should win so many awards. It's for kids. It's X-rated, but it's not... It's not... I don't what? think politically incorrect. It's NC seventeen, right? I mean, that's really right. a that's lot what of I mean. It's just it's. Uh. I mean, there's a reason they don't come on TV. They're just impossible. <laughs> but, yeah, it's not no, because I, it's, I, a, I, not I think, it's offensive to anyone. It's just because have you seen that blood? Yeah, <laughs> no. It's, I I think it's kind of like Oz. I mean, the some people are going to watch a minute of it and be like, "That's repulsive. I can't watch anymore." And then there's <laughs> others who are going to actually sit through it and treat be intrigued by it. I mean, obviously, there's still going to be people who suffer through a movie or sequel and say, I just don't get it. I don't understand the appeal. It was boring. I am triggered. <laughs> I'm triggered. I need my but... safe space to be safe again. <laughs> <laughs> but I feel like it's almost much like Oz in that it's it's opening a dialogue and those who are willing to have it mm. are going to understand it. Those who don't. Gonna Good character be. evolution in that shit. Totally, uh, it's a total character evolution, and like you said, guys said it is about seeing all these people in the gray, or they've done something bad, but they're trying to redeem themselves and they fell, or they're beyond, you know, saving. Or and or the biggest plot twist, it's actually the containment unit from the Ghostbusters house, and Winston's <laughs> watching over all these ghosts. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, there like would be a way shit. to tie it in. Have him make a cameo in. <laughs> well, no, okay, that would be a film I would see if the Ghostbusters had to go up against Hellraiser. Holy shit, that would be gnarly. I mean, they kind of came close with whatever the entity <laughs> that, yeah. that possesses yeah. Weaver's character. That's kind funny. of, yeah, that's pretty close. Yeah, <laughs> but that'd be amazing, though. <laughs> oh, it would. It, uh, so there you go. I mean, that, there's your right. Player one, Freddy Krueger equivalent cameo is having nope. Pinhead in a Ghostbuster sequel. That'd probably be the only reason I would watch one. <laughs> but would it even hit rated R though? That's what really sucks because today it would. Who hit owns people. Hellraiser actually? Who owns? I, th- I think Lionsgate currently. Lionsgate. Owns it, so okay. I was saying, I swear to God, Disney owns this shit. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, new, yeah, New World, yeah, got bought by. Fox, so that's, uh... that's what I'm saying. Because I was say Disney definitely ain't letting this out of the vault. Well, Warlock would have oh, technically man. been part of that. But actually, what am I saying? Disney it. will jump on this in a second, dude. It's all about money. They're like, hell, raise it. We can make money off that. Fuck I yeah, mean, let's redo they, it. They kind of, so I'm gonna, yeah, I'm, I'm with you. It might be partially owned by Fox through Hulu, which is part of Disney and Universal. So, well, yeah, the reason I even bring that up is like how you guys were saying though is because now they are gonna make uh, Fox. You know, owns Alien. And now I'm yeah. a huge Alien fan. They are going to continue the Alien, Alien franchise. Best Disney princess ever. <laughs> yeah, right. totally agree. We need a petition to have that, like more, huh? more of a thing. It needs uh-huh. to be. You're right. You're absolutely right. Yeah, Agent Scully and Ripley should be at Disney World. Oh, I don't want to yes. hear any story about. Oh, absolutely, it's, it's too- but. You know, they're going to continue the franchise, and I just worry, you know, you know, we're going to have a PG-13 alien film, and I think the only reason they'll be doing that is because they'll they'll base it more off of, there's more alien blood, so it's okay. So there'll, why, be no, why suspect, there'll be no human blood. Why do you think people keep thinking R-rated movies don't make any money when it's been proven false numerous times? Matrix, right. Deadpool, yeah, they do make money. Jason. 
I, I don't understand that. Too. It's just a safer bet for theaters because family night, movie night, that's why. Because you cut the audience in half when you do rated R. You do cut it in half. You still make money, though, because you know more. You know adults kids. are going to come see this. Yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah. It makes it intriguing. Like when the Joker film came out, and I hate to bring Whoa. that up, but everyone was like, that movie's rated R because it's so bad. I was like, I'm going to go fucking see this. I know, it doesn't I make any that. sense. Why would it be <laughs> and bad? And I was like, it shouldn't even be rated R. I was like, it kills like maybe three people. I was like, yeah. Yeah, I didn't think so. It was a tame version of The Purge. Yeah, it was very tame. And even the Purge. It was a very tame version of The Purge. That's a good one, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It felt like that at the end with people jumping out into the middle of the street and yeah. Gerardo Rivera. Hey, that's that's a very, very, you know? very good point, Cam. I like that one. <laughs> Yeah, it's just like the forever purge for me. Like once you get once you make the purge forever, and it's not in that time span, then it just becomes Blade Runner and Mad Max at that point. <laughs> it's like it's not even the purge yeah. no more. It's right, like when you take Jurassic Park pick. off the island. It's just like every other B-rated horror movie with yeah, dinosaurs. Yeah, it's a sci-fi in it. channel movie with a budget. Yeah, <laughs> and I am glad that Hellraiser never went that route. I'm glad it never became. That, that is something you can movies. say. Yeah, <laughs> never. Yeah. Be. But yeah, no, I, I'm with you. That that would be cool if they did a comic book arc, which involved, you know, Dark Horse and Fox presents Alien, you know, in hell. <laughs> oh, God. He unleashes the Hell Collective <laughs> upon uh, the Predators or something like that. I don't know. <laughs> John Connor in Terminator goes to hell and has to fight Pinhead. <laughs> Jesus. Actually, the Terminator versus Alien, I always thought would actually be interesting. Oh, you trash your mind. There is a comic crossover. I was going to say, there is one. I've never read that one, though, but I do know there is one, though. There, yeah. there is one with Alien. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Aliens and Terminator. Yeah, because yeah, I've read yeah. the Alien versus Batman, Predator versus Batman. You know, I like those. Superman versus Alien. Mario and I <laughs> listened to the Who Would Win podcast, which is so funny because <laughs> James and uh ray will just bicker and they have to state which character they're using in the versus match but they'll mm. always cheat a little wait a second you're using that new iteration of dynamite <laughs> comics or marvel dc you sneaky bastard and they can't say bastard so they gotta say i'm gonna beat your butt you know they gotta keep it pg rated but yeah they they will do oh. various characters who have had their own movie and comic book process oh, so that's why you don't invite me on there <laughs> they should totally have you as a guest judge but it is funny because they will every once in a while they'll they'll bring up crossovers and they're like come on you and i know as much as the next guy that that crossover made no sense it makes zero sense why batman would let judge dread punch him in the face <laughs> uh, but the one crossover that hurt my feelings was jla witchblade i was so excited to read that shit and i saw the cover i was like oh that's cool and then i read so the justice league was with witchblade yeah and oh. it literally the cover know. literally spoils the whole fucking story i'm like seriously fucking asshole oh i, I do applaud him for making good use of the hellraiser comics because like you say they yeah. proved by barker he gave them some free reign and mm -hmm. a more recent version of the hellbound heart actually had mike mignola of Hellboy oh. fame pitch in and Ooh. supervise the artwork and they were basically bringing up tells inspired by Barker. Everyone was happy. Ooh. Del Toro doing a Hellraiser film. Mm. I bought it. Mm. That'd be I interesting. Like I don't, I don't know if it would work though. Yeah. And have stupid I feel like it'd be too emotional. I was just going to say, it would have too <laughs> yeah. much meaning. There would be so Pan's much Labyrinth. meaning. Yeah, want... it'd be like Pan's Labyrinth almost. It'd, it'd be yeah. very, very meaningful. 
Like you wouldn't, it wouldn't even be Hellraiser at this point. It'd be like something, something totally different. <laughs> uh, hell, you know, th- this is a hot take, but I'm gonna say put Scott Derrickson back in the ring. I love Inferno. <laughs> I love what he did with the Sinister and Deliver Us from Evil. I just bring back. <laughs> yeah, I want like... critters to be brought back. Oh, oh there God. you go. Yeah. <laughs> I love critters too. That yeah. shit's funny. Oh, critters there you amazing. go. Do you want do you want the collector from Demon Knight to come into this film? Oh god. <laughs> Billy Zane's in all sorts of crazy horror movies, including What were you saying though, Heather? You were saying something though? Sorry. Oh no, it was just the green um <laughs> Del Toro might get a little too emotional. Too emotional. Uh, yeah, I, mean, I think it would be way too significant with like you know some kind of internal depth and meaning some political even, strife it wouldn't even be like gory anymore because it would be too focused on like how everyone's feeling <laughs> it'd be very gothic i was as pinhead as a person yeah, yeah. like what's the backstory like who was he before all this yeah. we already got that why is he this way and there's yeah. a reason <laughs> there wouldn't be any his family suspense. was a guatemalan refugee <laughs> there you go. Oh, or they, or, or like they do with half these comic book movies, they would make him have just the just most petty excuse. Oh, he took my Crayola crowns, or he ate my last brownie. Yeah, that's you know, serious. I'm gonna take over the world. I'm like, he no, drank my purple stuff. It's not even cinematic worthy. That's just a bad comic book. <laughs> and this is what annoys me with half these comic book movies: in that not only are they oversaturating the market, but Oh, God, good or right. bad they, there's just some CGI stuff that should stay compass. in a comic it should not be adapted as the supervillain mythos because that is like you guys we, we've been going back and forth pinheads just picking on the most unusual people and i always took mm-hmm. it as kind of a twilight zone equivalent he's Man. uh the equivalent of again just someone who is just wants to be judge, jury, and executioner. That's all he wants to do, you know. Yep. <laughs> While well, staying gray, which is amazing. Yeah, yeah. Somehow he doesn't get a inch of gore on his face. That's, that's insane. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he doesn't even have to track in or like chase anybody down. There's like no malice in him. Whatever, he's just doing his job. His hooks can't be tricked into you know backfiring on himself. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Like, if he wants to find you, he's going to find you. Yeah, he's mm-hmm. going fishing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Speaking of moments when, uh, when Frank gets killed that in that first movie, dude, that is one of the most brutal things. I When I first was, because I seen Hellraiser really early. I mean, it's 1987. Yeah. I, I seen it when I was really young. And I remember that, especially Chatterbox, too. That character freaked the fuck out of me. But mm-hmm. uh, when he gets all chained up like that and it's all stretched out on him, oh, God, that, that, that really freaked me that 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 stayed in my mind for a long time as a child <laughs> well and like you guys say it's bringing up the great ethos uh we're feeling bad for this otherwise shitbag of a character and yep. he's no. interesting because then it makes you a bigger predicament who's the real villain is it pinhead or is it frank's yeah um, I don't know. I just say it could be that uh, his sister, because uh, she's killing everyone. <laughs> that part was that part is another part of the movie that I'm like, that is some psycho shit. She's like yeah. sacrificing all these people just for him. Sorry for those rats. <laughs> <laughs> the real critters can't let go in. Why didn't you get rid of the mattress? 
You have to get rid of the mattress. Oh my god! It just needs flipped. Damn it! <laughs> the burning bed just took a twist. Yeah, they should have just flipped that mattress. <laughs> Problem Imagine solved. That was the whole plot right. point that Clive was trying to get across. Flip oh my the god! Mattress. I'm like, are you? I love this serious? guy. I yeah. love this guy. Because you imagine that the whole time he's just like, you gotta lay on that mat. He's like, all right, just flips it over, then lays on it. And then the movie ends. <laughs> movie right. end and then one George giant Lucas. spike goes right through the eyes. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I could tell it was still a big deal in pop culture when I saw the poster for Aqua Teen Hunger Force, the movie. Because the, the first opening blurb is from the people who brought you Aqua Teen Hunger Force and Hellraiser 3. The gates oh, of hell, geez. and I was just like, "That is the most amazing, yeah, yeah, marketing tagline I have seen <laughs> ever." because <laughs> they knew it was absurd, just the way they were stating it. I'm like, "That's fucking awesome! I must see what you have." To oh god! Well, yeah, what I, I really liked when uh, when he first regenerates or like is resurrected. It's yes. just so wet and gooey. God, I, gnarly. I love it. I swear, like, Jackie. that's like a thing that they keep going with, like, for, like, the first few movies. Everything's just so ooey and gooey. Thousand percent. Uh, I even love the massacre in part three where uh, just everyone is just swept away. You don't see them anymore. And then you see, yeah. like, reflections of them. They get very uh-huh. artistic. And then I love how someone just, like, enters the club. Yeah, that was cool. Shit. He's Same just like, yeah. I guess I'll pour my own drink. <laughs> Everybody's fucking dead air. And I, I see so many people just bitching around saying it doesn't make any sense. I'm like, yes, it does. It doesn't have to. This is Club Sin. I mean, that's in the title. I mean, come right. on. and you ever I, I do like how the you guys say too? you do see allusions to this in just other work, just from art direction to what have you. And I do, I, I do applaud. Rob and Oreo for bringing up Alien because I do think there's a lot of similar designs they use. Yeah. Uh, even that opening of Blade, where you see all those oh, chains around club. and he's just yeah, massacring all the vampires. Yep. I do feel I always got a Hellraiser Wishmaster vibe from that. <laughs> and because, yep. <laughs> and, like you guys say, everyone knew about it even if they hadn't seen it. And right. that's again, that's the kind of rarity. If you don't have movie channels or video store access at that time you still it was kind of a word of mouth and it seems like we've even seen gruesome anime that seems to be very evil dead or hellraiser inspired hellraiser yeah oh definitely yeah. you got dead space you got um berserk berserk diver oh hell chainsaw man <laughs> oh, God. i haven't watched that yet i haven't either i heard it's fun for what that yeah. is um this has been a delight discussing this with you all, though, because I, we're done already. Fuck. We, we just kind of just we just got, got the started. Gist of so now we just got one of these Halloweens. I'm getting our to, stride here. I might have to buy a pinhead costume. I might. I might just have to. Nice. We could we could do it like an old fashioned cam. I mean, you could just lay there. And I could. We, you know, we, <laughs> we you just go. go. We go an inch. Put in. the, I mean, put well, the <laughs> and the other. Yeah, I've seen people do it that way. It's just like. This one at least was a giant wardrobe that cost like 200 bucks. And I was like, you know what? Hit me. I might buy that and then I'll just work on the makeup myself. <laughs> Speaking of wardrobe. Yeah. Wardrobe, is that what it's called? <laughs> no, this is funny. Because that just reminded me about Kevin Nash doing dressing as Oz back then. 
He had to carry that whole thing around with him everywhere, and it weighed 200 pounds. Did he really? Wow. Yes, he really did. So Kevin podcast. Nash needs to be in a Hellraiser movie and bring in some wrestler <laughs> crowd. I'm just like Has anyone ever done that, where they dress up as Pinhead at like a video game convention or a wrestling? Mm. That because that know. would be amazing if someone came with all the with all the spears all the chains yeah. and he just wrapped oh, someone around and hung them up <laughs> just dragging all those chains in there and they'll just <laughs> and people boo him and then he just shoots out darts there will be no doing silence <laughs> oh god this has been a delight uh where can we find you all on social media uh heather if you want to go first <laughs> um i am on instagram and you can find me on Instagram, uh, Villainous Narrative. Whoop, whoop. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for joining the club. Uh, Rob, what is the real sharks up to next? King of Oh, what are we up to next? Well, we're actually talking about Baby on Let's Talk About the 1970, I think it's four movie. I don't know if you've ever seen that. It's one of the most insane films about a guy who's literally being uh trap he's like an adult male but it's trapped by three women that are making him like an infant it's one of the most it's insane. what's it called it's called baby look it up 1974 73 i was actually gonna try and get you on that one cam but we already oh did God. it though <laughs> it's oh an insane goodness. film <laughs> so I, that's what's that's what we got next going on look this up. oh dude it's 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 hilarious it's kind of remind me of silent night a lot but from the it's psychological messed up perspective kind of thing you know because the guy had ptsd it's like this is the same thing but in the 70s where they didn't care about those kind of jokes and they're all wearing bell bottoms and doing it wow but you can find the real sharks podcast anywhere pretty much you can just google real sharks podcast (laughs) what does youtuber oreo have coming up A bunch of movie reviews, and you can find me on OnlyFans, where my name is Split That Cookie. <laughs> if you say so. Is there a pinhead OnlyFans? <laughs> no. I better not get that confused. It's another, another, you know, OnlyFans account. Oh <laughs> pinhead on OnlyFans, but he's sewing. <laughs> Today. Today's the day. <laughs> Demons uh, to some, angels to others, knitters to old ladies. <laughs> <laughs> you knock that off, pinhead. Give me a needle. Oh yes. My God. <laughs> yes. That's going to be like pinhead 20 right there. He's really old, just like that. Exactly. That's going to be the premise of it. Pinhead <laughs> in a nursing Some kind of Exactly. <laughs> With the knitting and everything. Oh, my God. <laughs> you stop that, pinhead. <laughs> <laughs> my colostomy bag oh Tom Petty he doesn't come around here no more <laughs> I know that's a boo glad having you on here guys uh, let's let's yep. do another fun sit down thanks for having us Scam. thanks for having me yippee right, skippy skippity doo skippity doo have a good night Cam. that's the way you go guys love talking Bye, to you I love you.
us on the web on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. The podcast is available on Podbean, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Anchor, Apple, and anywhere else podcasts are available. Feel free to review our show and leave comments on any of those sites. Thanks a million for listening. It's a